five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice in lockdown, joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strike. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you are talking about lockdowns, like, I, I don't know when we're allowed to travel again, but I don't think uh, you and me are very welcome in Europe after, uh, <laughs> after our power rankings. You know... The power rankings that we put out, which were powered by the most science possible, elicited some interesting responses. But there's some people who seriously yeah. um, critique power rankings in their spare time. I, can you blame them? I mean, the audacity we had to place Vancouver not 19th or, <laughs> heavens forbid, 18th or even 17th like it's crazy talk um, right right especially when you know it's we don't know anything about any of these teams no. now for those listening to the show omni and i enjoyed the exercise of going through the power rankings <laughs> yeah. but neither one of us is i would say too committed in suggesting that what we created was going to be 100% accurate um but, but I it's think, 100% scientific. Oh, definitely, right? You know, trust in the science. Just, you know, understand that our power rankings have a relatively sizable um, possibility of error. Plus or minus like 99%, something like that. Uh, but uh, no, I, Titans Chord, there were some people reacting uh, to it. Uh, Defiant Chord, uh, people reacting to it. So it's interesting, like in, in Titans Chord, more people reacted to our rankings based on sort of the top echelon than they did where the Titans were. In Defiant Chord, they actually disappointed that we ranked the Defiant as low as we did. On Reddit, uh, one, there's some very big Dallas fuel stands there. And two, a lot of people who support the you know Paris Fusion and uh, London Spitfire. Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. I think, you know, we, we, we have a good time doing it just like most others do and, and, and we run with it. Um, one thing I did want to sort of share outside of the power rankings and overwatch league specific is for those that follow me on Twitter, you might've noticed that I have shared news that, uh, my daughter, uh, baby force is uh, required to self-isolate. Uh, her childcare facility has uh, shut down due to, uh, exposure to, to COVID-19. And so my wife and I had elected to take the more progressive approach to actually work from home and, and isolate prior to being told by the local health authority that, uh, that baby force had to, and that's, what's key. They wanted the three and a half year old to self-isolate. I'm not entirely sure how that works. So we've, we've elected to, to lock down with her, but uh, it just sort of reinforces the importance of, of staying safe, following public health guidelines and, and ultimately, you know, doing everything that we can to, uh, to support our community uh, as we continue to, to tackle this, uh, this pandemic that's in front of us. But Enough of that. Let's talk a little bit about what we're going to get to in this show. Well, we've got some news coming out of Vancouver, a little bit more out of Toronto. Some things happening league-wise that uh, mean a whole lot. And uh, we've been tweeting eye emojis. What could that be? Well, you know what? Uh, let's start talking a little bit about what it might be, could be, will be, or maybe in the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! The Vancouver Titans minus true are in Vancouver. This should not be too surprising to most. I mean, Toronto Defiant have had their team in Toronto for quite some time. In fact, uh, last row, I believe had arrived and made it out of quarantine in Toronto around the same time that the Titans started to, to transit to Vancouver. We saw uh, pictures uh, like fire had tweeted out a, a picture, or I think it was a fleet actually, of his, from his room, um, I would presume in the quarantine hotel that he would have had to have uh, resided in. And then since then, we've seen some other pictures of the coaching staff uh, somewhere downtown. If you are a member of RSP Corps, you've probably noticed we've kind of narrowed down where we think they might be living, or at least where they're, they're put up. 
And then the Vancouver Titans actually published uh, a post outlining the fact that uh, they do have their team in town. They will be operating out of a, a Titan-specific space in Rogers Arena. And uh, yeah, things are, are looking up for Vancouver, so to speak. The true question mark, though, is, is going to be interesting because from what I understand, and this is based on the conversation that he's actually had with fans in, in his Twitch streams and that, it's visa-related. And the acquisition yeah. of a visa can be a complex situation in the best of times, not disc you know discounting the fact that we're currently going dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, it looks like it's a common theme throughout the league. Hopefully, the issue is resolved, and uh, it seems like uh, no one is safe really, regardless of whether you're traveling to Asia or from it. Yeah, which we'll talk more about uh, as we get into the fray. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, with the Vancouver Titans coming to Vancouver all being in one place. Um, we thought it would be cool to, to reach out to the team and see if there was someone who might want to chat with us to set the season up. And lo and behold, the Vancouver Titans have obliged. Who is that person? Yeah, tune in next week to find out. Am I a tease? Is that a tease? Well, that's, uh, that's what we do here always. I, I think people already know you by now. That's true. Uh, Heading out east, Toronto Defiant uh, haven't been sitting on their laurels. I mean, this is you know quite normal for them. They're yeah. obviously looking to engage their community, uh, provide information. And uh, one of the things that they're trying to do with the community is put together, I would gather, a video or some form of sort of pump-up uh, experience where fans of the Defiant who share video clips with a handmade or, or hand-drawn sign cheering the, the Defiant on uh, could find themselves included, again, in this sort of video experience. But what's really cool is they're offering 100 Overwatch League tokens um, simply for submitting something. That's that's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I would cheer for Defiant for free, but, but for 100 tokens, I'd cheer for anyone. Let's go Valiant. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, <laughs> yeah, but let's it's, not be it's too crazy. Tokens. It is. It's a hundred tokens. You can get your one skin for that. Um, but I, I think this is genuinely cool. I mean, it's not something that uh, other teams haven't done themselves. Like I believe uh, the number of them have sort of encountered or engaged a community this way. But uh, again, the Toronto Defiant are simply setting the bar up here, uh, this side of the border. Uh, and it's a good thing to see. Uh, I will, however, suggest that there could be something available to anyone who might be able to get a cheering on the defiant poster sign that includes either the RSP logo or something RSP related. But I, I, you know, that's only if it gets included and selected. It's not like you create when you submit it. I can't, I can't, I can't match the tokens that way, but Hey, you know, team RSP wants to show a defiant supporter some love. So you have yeah. been informed. They're also uh, doing some really cool stuff for launch weekend. Uh, like the entire weekend long, the Defiant are going to be doing community, uh, you know, pugs. Uh, they've got uh, virtual watch parties they're setting up. They're going to have some prizing available. Uh, the actual watch parties are going to be hosted by CarQ and, and Agilities. Um, friends going to be involved. And this entire weekend, which they're, they're already talking about namping up, is going to be something special. Uh, there's a Discord at Community Games Night. Uh, again, fabulous stuff that if, if you are even a Vancouver Titans fan, I would encourage you to start paying attention to what's going on uh, out east in Toronto because it's some really cool, cool things. To me, it really resonates with how like the team tries to make up for lacking a physical you know, watch party. And then this is like the best you, you can have, right? In this... Uh, a pandemic world so it's it's really cool that they're um, making a big deal out of it and making hosting all those uh, watch parties it's really awesome i like i love it yeah i mean initially uh great root bear richard he had actually reached out to me to ask if we might be interested in, in working with uh, him and and those from alpha flight to put to together sort of a, a watch party experience but i'm going to gather that with the virtual watch party you know the official one which it makes sense that the Toronto Defiant would have one, um, obviously takes precedence to this. Uh, and considering it is the Battle of Canada Part 1 that's going to take place, mm -hmm. I can't imagine looking to sort of compete against that. 
it's possible the Vancouver Titans might do something similar. I mean, it's not as if we're only a couple of weeks away from the season, but, uh, you know, time will tell. Right now, the Vancouver Titans apparently are doing things like organizationally. Um, I, I've seen some of their staff members publicly sort of share how ideas of theirs are are coming to fruition and they're seeing sort of the physical representation of, of, of you know, storyboards and such. Mm-hmm. But that's that's like saying, hey, I've written a good book and you can buy it when it hits shelves at some unmentioned date in the future. Heck, I bet you that, you know, George R. R. Martin is going to have the new edition of his Song and Fire Ice or Game of Thrones series uh, novel out before the Vancouver Titans, you know, get their act together. Uh, oh, that's debatable. I've lost all hope. <laughs> what? You don't believe George is going to get the next, uh, from, next volume out? <laughs> from the way they operate, I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised that he's on, actually on her, on their staff. Ooh, hey, at least if, if that was true, if, if George was part of their, their organization, the stories that could be told if and when they were told yes. would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one final note, if you uh, think you have what it takes to be a community manager, the, uh, the Toronto Defiant are hiring. Which is actually, I will suggest, quite interesting because the Vancouver Titans have been without a community manager themselves for some time, and I have yet to see a posting or any indication that they're looking to to hire. So it's just a the unfortunate uh, side effect of those who find new opportunities. Uh, and you know, Samantha, as she did, she got a phenomenal opportunity that she just couldn't pass up. So again, good on her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one final note as we sort of look to wrap up this uh, quick version of the payload. Uh, Our friends over at CA Overwatch, uh, they announced uh, since our last show that they have partnered with Made in Esports. So Made in Esports is an esports-focused YouTube uh, page and channel that, again, focuses on esports in in general. But CA Overwatch is actually going to be contributing content specifically about uh, Overwatch. Uh, I believe they might also be participating on the Call of Duty League side because they do actually cover both of the uh, the ATVI uh, brands. But uh, both Chris and Spencer have been uh, putting in some good work, and I think it's cool that they were recognized in, in this partnership. Uh, so, you know, it just shows how uh, powerful the esports scene here is in Canada. Uh, and uh, those of us north of the border here are all looking to, to just take it to another level. Yeah. So that's the payload. Kind of short, kind of sweet. It's it's getting close to Overwatch League season. Yeah, We're going to be able it, to start talking about more. It always, there, there's this moment when it gets kind of quiet before it explodes. So, yeah. You know, speaking of getting kind of quiet, we haven't really suggested that uh, anyone from the Toronto Defiant would be connecting with us to talk about the season. So, you know what? Maybe we should do that. Oh, maybe, maybe we should have someone from the Defiant join us next week, too. It would be only fair that we have someone from the Titans and someone from the Defiant, right? So now you're flexing both arms. That's pretty, pretty well. If you if you saw the most recent eye emoji tweet, it wasn't just one <laughs> set of eyes; it was two That's sets of true. eyes. So again, who will that be? I actually know. Do you know who it is, Ami? I have my guesses. Yeah. 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 Well, again, how will you find out? You're going to tune in next week when we publish the episode, our preview episode, our season preview episode where we have special guests from both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant join us. And trust me, you won't want to miss this. We have very special people talking about the season. But yeah, enough of that, enough of that. Uh, let's take ourselves a very quick break and then uh, dive into the fray. Last episode, I suggested that we probably wouldn't see too many changes to rosters. The season was fast approaching. And maybe, maybe I'm the one to blame. 
because we did our power rankings thinking we were in a good spot. Rosters have been set. There might be the odd player to be added. Who knew? And then we went and saw Boston, unfortunately, uh, not be able to find a way to bring Soon over to NA. Uh, he wasn't able to secure a visa. And as a result, uh, they have, uh, you know, I guess cut him. I mean, I, I hate the term in their representation that it is with Soon. Uh, they just unfortunately just couldn't yeah. make it work. And they decided Ping wasn't uh, going to be an acceptable route. It, it's unfortunate because it's so late in this sort of off season. Yeah. And if, it is a visa-related issue. I mean, are there any other teams sort of in NA that might be interested in picking him up to play on ping? That leaves really only, you know, the EU teams. And Is yeah. Paris actually in Paris this season? I actually don't know. Last year they were out in New Jersey. I'm not sure, really. That's that's a good question. I mean, like, soon as soon as playing, and he wasn't here in Canada last year. Yeah, this entire situation is unclear. Also, it's unclear to me why was he cut. Like normally, they just delay or or something like that. But maybe maybe it wasn't that much of an integral part of their roster to begin with, or maybe a visa process was straight up denied or something like that. It's really odd, and I feel sad to to see him, uh, you know, dropped. I hope he finds another spot because I think that you know soon as. I always have a soft spot for the OGs, but he, mm-hmm. he's uh, he still has a lot to you know to give to a team that will you know take the gamble on him. Yeah, the note on sort of why now. I it could be that just from a you know a roster decision, he wasn't going to to factor into too significantly. But I also wonder if it could have been simply a business decision. Um, I can't speak to the standard player contract uh, in great detail. But my understanding, based on a lot of what I've read, is that there is a requirement that players be able to obtain work visas. So it's possible that not being able to acquire the necessary visa then negates the contract or potentially triggers an exit. So it it could very well just come down to the fact that uh, the uprising made a business decision and, and uh, let him go or released him. So it, it is unfortunate. And as you had mentioned, it would be good to see someone like soon uh, make a return, especially in sort of the, the meta as we're understanding it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see a, a couple additions. However, the Chengdu hunters added uh, monk uh, to their roster. The Hangzhou spark uh, added nor as an assistant coach. And I have no idea how you say this. I was going to say Pujipang. Yeah, sounds like, yeah, sounds sounds about right. Double P, double J, double P. <laughs> it's like it's like Mississippi, except like different letters. <laughs> um, but uh, they've added uh, some additions, and then you have the Philadelphia Fusion. Now the Philadelphia Fusion are playing in in Asia. They they went to Korea. They were the first of the NA teams to sort of announce the relocation, which caught many people by surprise. And when the LA Valiant went and relocated and, Hmm. you know, cut their roster, you know, myself included, but many people suggested that seems to be odd that they would go and do this and say it was visa related because, Hey, the fusion didn't seem to have any issue. Well, Chris needs to eat a little crow because the Philadelphia fusion have suggested they're running into problems getting visas uh, for many of their players. Now they didn't suggest that they're going to go and hit the restart button, but they have left themselves a whole lot of wiggle room as to what will occur. Like, are they going to have their team play on ping? Are they going to have sort of a temporary roster while they continue to work out the visa related issues with their existing, you know, NA and EU players. Yeah. It's such a weird scenario. And I, have to imagine if I'm the Overwatch League, were we making these decisions without fully understanding the complexity, or did we not really care? Or like it, it just it seems so odd that that something like this could come come into play. And I I, I consider the fusion, who many yeah. people suggested was a top team, us included, if they're playing with temporary rosters, they're no longer a top team. Yeah, maybe it's just, you know, the COVID implications were uh, understated on how long these visa processes take. 
And it's it's very unfortunate. Obviously, if you had tuned in or saw our power rankings, we had Philly as one of the better teams. And, and according to Scrimbox, they're uh, not really doing too well right now in, in mm-hmm. their uh, preseason scrims. Hopefully, we get to see who's that, who's having issues. Probably Funny Astro, EQO, and, and Shockwave clear their uh, visa hurdles. Uh, Funny Astro, I think, is actually like the biggest issue because they don't really have a main support to replace him with. Um, I don't know what you do. If you put Rascal on the BAP, that's fine. But then you don't really have a flip. I don't know. It's 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 a problem. They they one two three four five six seven. Yeah, they they only have eight players, and uh, not having three integral players, crucial players to to your uh, uh, plan is kind of a big big uh, hurdle to deal with. It is, and you know. It's interesting that this news is only now coming out. Um, there is some thought that uh, it was uh, the fusion tweet was in um, was related to Halo, sort of suggesting that there was um, the possibility of, of things afoot. But it is just just nuts. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it any other way. Yeah, and I don't think that Polka was ever mentioned. Like I know it's all hearsay and rumors right now, but. But yeah, and, and and visas are like that. You might have two people with exactly the same circumstances, but one might take just more time than the other. It's it's mm-hmm. weird like that. Well, and and that that could very well be the case. That could be that there are, the wheels are in motion. They're moving extremely right. slow, and the fusion decided to get ahead of something. But it, it it just it was quite surreal that you saw a team who sort of announced first is now suggesting you know. There's problems with our execution here. We're hoping to fix it. I mean, if there's one saving grace, they didn't come out and just say, yeah, so sorry. Peace be with everyone who can't make the trip. By the way, here are our random people we've picked up out of the sort of APAC scene. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Scrimbox uh, note, though, um, people might be interested to hear that the Vancouver Titans have apparently been scrimming against the shot quite a bit. And there is some suggestion that the Shock would not scrim against the Titans unless the Titans were considered to be a least decent competitor, all things considered. So, well, there you go. I mean, obviously, scrim bucks are scrim bucks, but uh, well, if, if you sp- spend your uh, off season scrimming only against the Shock, only good things can can come of it. If you, you ever watched. That, right? If you ever watched Naruto, that's kind of like that part where uh, there's this character who takes off his weights, and his weights are like each each one weighs a ton, and suddenly he can move really, really fast. So that's kind of like what I equate screaming against the shock all the time yeah. to. And then uh, the last bit of sort of Overwatch League news as it relates to teams was something that dropped on April first. So first and foremost. When it comes to sharing announcements, especially ones that are true, April 1st tends not to be the best day, which is why when the Adamas Esports uh, <laughs> a Twitter account shared that they were partnering with the Houston Outlaws, people were taken aback by this. Why? Well, there is this misconception that Adamas Esports uh, was responsible for the facility that the Vancouver Titans were housed in. No, not entirely true. There is a, a relationship between Adamas Sports and the Fortius Sports and Health Center. So, yes, Fortius was the, the provider of the lodging and the facility. Adamas operated out of that. Uh, but think of Fortius as more like a, a sport and health we work, like a you know, a co-working space, so to speak. Adamas being one of the many organizations that operated out of it. Now, Fortius Sports and Health has since gone out of business. Um, the pandemic hit them hard, and this is not specifically to do with the situation of the Vancouver Titans. Fortius was involved with professional sports on the traditional side across North America, and many athletes were coming specifically to them for training and, and rehabilitation. But Adamus, again, being esports focused, was able to sort of pivot. And what services they provide is very much like a, a traditional sort of sports academy, So they Mm -hmm. put together strategies. Um, They uh, connect, uh, in this case, players and teams to specialists, things like nutritionists, dietitians, optimists, um, uh, physiotherapists, what have you, like, again, put together plans and such. And this partnership with the Houston Outlaws, I think is actually a good one. 
Adamus is doing something that there are one other organizations looking to get into, but two, they're they're sort of the uh, tip of the spear. They're breaking ice in an area that I think we'll see more and more organizations do. And for Houston, I mean, they're trying something out of the box to improve their their play. I I, I do believe that the situation has unfolded with the former Titans roster, Adamus Esports, and ultimately the pandemic all mixed in created an untenable situation, but that shouldn't discount the fact the Vancouver Titans were trying to do something different Mm -hmm. to find an edge. And in any form of competition, if you're not looking for a a fair way to find an edge, you're probably not competing hard enough. Yeah. I I always give props to, you know, teams that are willing to do, to try something else. Uh, So I'm all for it. I also like that the, you know, that Houston Vancouver connection uh, runs even deeper now. So no we kidding. already speculated on this a little bit before, but yeah, it, it's, it's good. I mean, it could be that it works out and maybe it doesn't, but for anyone out there who is sort of participating in the narrative that Adama Seasports, uh, uh, it was the problem in Vancouver. They weren't the problems run had run very, very deep within the organization. The team and the roster itself had problems. Uh, there were a lot of different things. Adamus Esports, wasn't it? Were they perfect? No. I mean, unfortunately for them, uh, the situation that uh, they placed themselves in wasn't a good one. But it, I just think too many people make make a big deal. And, and hyperbole is, is huge in the competitive esports scene. I mean, it's it's part of gaming culture it's unfortunate but it is and you know if you're curious and want to learn more look it up i mean they have all this information publicly accessible online as to what they offer and what they do and the vancouver titans video that actually announced the partnership shared quite a bit as well as the relationship adamas titans and Fortis. so i encourage you to educate and inform it's a much better way to to approach uh, things let's talk a little bit about the league and uh who was going to be in front of the camera? So there have been sort of announcements. It makes sense, obviously, season's only a week and a half away. Uh, let's start with the desk. Uh, so the desk is going to consist of Custa, Reinforce, and Zoe. So nothing new there. Uh, yet we were curious, well, who would be number four? And last season, we sort of saw a rotational spot uh, for a, a fair part of the, the season. Well, the fourth spot on the desk is Danny. Yes, you heard that correctly. Danny is back. And he no longer probably needs to worry about someone stealing his microphone, unless it's Zoe, (laughs) Reinforce, or Custa that were to do so. Yeah, I'm happy to see him back. Any, like, uh, talent that that we enjoyed and and we see another uh one return that's that's great like uh danny was definitely a very colorful addition a very uh uh crucial part to some of those uh interviews that were happening on stage and then i'm really happy to see him back we we can obviously talk about more additions that definitely bolster uh the diversity and and Mm -hmm. the style of uh presentation that we're getting from watch league and yeah it's it's uh, it made me very happy. Yeah. Now, as far as your your play by play and your color and the talent uh, that'll be casting, um, news dropped that uh, Wolf was not returning, and in his uh, tweet longer, he had shared that he has always viewed himself as a freelance uh, caster, and as a result, uh, being freelance, he's sort of worked a number of different. Um, organizations and esports events uh, looking for ways to ensure that they they are able to sort of complement each other uh, and uh, I guess for one reason or another uh, when he shared his his sort of schedule and, and what he had sort of committed to for this season with the uh, Overwatch League uh, the league decided that uh, they wanted maybe a greater level of commitment than Wolf was able to provide and as such he is not returning so when news broke that Wolf was not returning, immediately people were like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, what does this mean for Achilles? And I would I would argue Wolf and Achilles were one of the best pairs. That's nothing against, you know, Brandon Sideshow, Uberax, right, right. Uh, you know, uh, Jake and, and Hex and, and ZP and that, but 
Wolf Achilles was a phenomenal pairing. Well, I can assure you Achilles is back. In fact, who's going to be joining Achilles covering much of the APAC uh, uh, games? It's Avril, who finally, finally, finally found his way into the league. Well deserved. Yeah. So he'll be joining Achilles. We also uh, learned that Jaws is coming back. And as uh, such, Vicky Kitty then announced she'll be joining him as a duo. Yep. UberX, they're back. Brennan Sideshow, they're back. Um, UberX, we knew first. Obviously, Mr. X has got an elevated role. Uh, <laughs> Brennan, there was sort of some question marks, but then Sideshow released the video and made it very clear. <laughs> they're back. If you haven't seen the video, um, apparently... Uh. Uh, during the off season. Uh, but what Brandon. about that fishing trip? Okay. I guess we'll have to give up on that. <laughs> but uh, that left us uh, ZP. That's right. ZP. Cause we're Canadian. <laughs> Who is he going to be partnering with? Well today, and we're recording this Tuesday night, but today the overwatch league uh, share a meme of, you know, the Wolverine memes looking at a picture and uh, oh my goodness, it's Doa. That's right. Doha's coming back to the Overwatch League. He'll be joining with ZP. Unexpected. Well, completely. Especially when we consider his departure last season. Um, It didn't feel to me that they, or at least he, left on the best of terms. I mean, we saw Doha, we saw Monty, um, you know, know, they sort of dropped some passive aggressiveness towards the league. Uh, but yeah, no, Doe is coming back. Mm-hmm. And there you have, you know, pending any sort of late announcements, your uh, broadcasting team. Yeah, still missing a few people that I'd like to see eventually come over, like Leg Day, Lemon, Lemon Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like I said before, glad to see Avril get to see finally uh, a a lady commentating and uh, adding some more diversity, like I mentioned before, to the talent. Yeah. So broadcast-wise, not only do you have your broadcasting crew, but the Overwatch League has provided more details as to what the OWL 2021 viewing experience will be like. First and foremost, you want to watch in 4K? You can. Uh, They are going to be broadcasting gameplay in 4K. Uh, Now, that's cool. I won't lie. I think it's pretty cool, but I, I don't entirely know how much that will translate within the quality of what we're going to see gameplay wise. Um, but uh, 4k is a thing. Player cams will be back. Mm-hmm. I think this is cool, but we saw last season when player cams were made available, players had the ability to turn their cams off. And there were many times where player cams were off. So yeah. I wonder if there'll be more rigor around the, the terms as to which a cam can be off or on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe they should just like uh, put a big uh, camera for the entire room where the players play instead of like having it in their faces. I guess some teams did have that in, in you know, the past year, but. Well, they did. Yeah. But it was, they had to like, yeah. like you look at the Vancouver Titans there was no possible way to do that because their players were playing out of their homes. Yeah, but a little it, bit different uh, now. That's true. I also get it. Like sometimes when you lose or you're not playing well, you, you don't really want to have the entire uh, you know YouTube chat see you and all that. Uh, I I, I want to take it back uh, quickly to the point of you saying about the 4K. I think the quality is amazing. If if you were able to catch like the last. Uh, tourney, the experimental car tourney. I watched it on my TV, and, and the quality was unbelievable. And, oh, okay. I, and I was, and I was always like complaining about that uh, last year when we first made that transition to YouTube. And I was like constantly moaning about how bad it looked and how like all everything was blurry after Twitch. So uh, I, I gotta give props here because I'm, uh, I'm I'm a sucker for uh, crispy, clear uh, gameplay, and, and it was great. Okay, well then I will I will partially concede that maybe I didn't see the quality because of the the monitors to which I was using was not 4K. I did not think to go and stream it on the on the TV there, mm-hmm. but uh, I just was thinking in my mind like, well, watching sort of the gameplay experience in 4K, like, what's the diff? Yeah. Uh, 
Clips, as I, we were talking about there, uh, you'll be able to now clip and share some of the greatest plays and, and uh, whatever you want to clip off of YouTube. I, it'll be interesting to see if this is actually going to be a feature that will be available in YouTube beyond the Overwatch League and in Call of Duty League. Um, if it's not, that's kind of funky because you consider like Twitch's head clipping available for all of their broadcasters, whether you're uh, right. just a on Twitch broadcasting your affiliate partner, what have you. Um, but clipping will be available. And as always, everyone wants to know, how do I earn tokens? Yes, you'll be able to earn tokens by watching on YouTube, watching on overwatchleague.com, watching through the Overwatch League app. You do need to link your uh, Activision Blizzard account, your Battle.net account with YouTube. If you don't link and you're not logged in, you earn zip. So keep that in mind. Uh, but, uh, this is the viewing experience we've come to expect. Uh, and also one final note. And I, again, I kind of find this a little surreal ish is that they were saying how, Oh, they are going to be broadcasting APAC uh, matches in more convenient times for any, and let me rephrase that rebroadcast. The only thing I could consider that being an advantage to is that, are you able to own, earn tokens during the rebroadcast? And you can, yeah. They, yeah. I think someone confirmed that you do, you can. Okay, I hadn't seen that, so that that makes better sense. Because I'm like, wait a minute, why don't I just watch the the vod, mm-hmm. right? But if it's the rebroadcast and the ability to earn tokens, I could totally see you know people looking to to actually do that as opposed to to watching the vod itself. So if for some reason you you failed to hear it earlier on, uh, the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant uh, kick off the battle of Canada seasons against each other and uh, rest assured us at RSP are going to be watching with all of you. Let's talk a little bit about the game. Um, I didn't put it in the show notes here, but did you happen to play on the experimental patch that was released uh, on April 1st? (laughs) I did. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think like this is something that I had always envisioned. Uh, the, experimental card to be before but man it, i read the notes and i i, I kind of missed the fact that it's like april 1st at the start i'm reading these experimentals i'm like oh these are wacky and each each uh character that i read through i'm like no way what what the hell is going on then i remembered again that it's april 1st but then i like had this notion okay this is pretty cool but it would be even cooler if it's in the game and then i go into the game and holy it was so fun i <laughs> they actually used like i i don't remember if i uh if it was on the podcast i think it was recently i said like they should combine uh hanzo's scatter arrow with with uh his storm arrow and they did just that <laughs> it was really ridiculous well they that's because they listened to to rsp there, there you go there yeah. you go you know there's a reason why we're one of the top overwatch league podcasts. the higher ups they 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 know what's up they know who to listen to yeah, I mean, I, I had a, a couple of rounds as Junkrat, which you could probably appreciate me getting three <laughs> traps made uh, my my gameplay glorious. Yeah, um, I did, however, get to witness, unfortunately, on the wrong side, uh, what happens when a diva drops her uh, mech into a, a Zarya alt. Uh, wasn't a team kill, but three of us got squished flat. Pretty um, good, pretty good. Like, like the flying damage. reaper, yeah, that was a lot, oh, a lot of man. nice things. Um, the uh, the deflect that just goes on forever, and and the cool thing they did with it is like they were crazy, I know, but not too crazy, you know. Well, I mean, okay, the craziest <laughs> was May tank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like May as a tank is. Uh, it's funny that they actually made her bigger a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, just a little bit, but that didn't matter. Like the fact that she had such high health could heal. She's like, you think about it, it's like a roadhog that can dish even oh more damage God, than a roadhog can. Like it's stuff of nightmares. Yeah, like I, I'm a, I'm a tank. I can snipe you. I can slow you. I can heal. Jeez. I can block. Like, oh man, it was. Uh, it was nuts, but it, it was fun. Like it, it was, it was so much fun. I think the one change I wasn't too keen on was the Sigma no longer being held by gravity. Um, right. <laughs> I, I had a lot of trouble with that because 
like it's you know i'm used to being able to bring myself down at speed whether i'm farah or diva or what have you with sigma i'm having to crouch to get down and you're moving just as slow as you were going up like it's i -hmm. felt i was much more a liability as sigma more than usual you say yeah more than usual um i actually i yeah i didn't (laughs) actually play sombra i and i never actually looked it up what were sombra's changes i don't remember because it would like on the patch notes they're like stealth changes dev comment redacted yeah it was like classified or something like that like that i i don't recall yeah oh and uh torb i love playing torb as ryan hart you know hit overload and start beating the living daylights out of people yeah that, that was awesome too oh man that was great uh they need to make torb a tank give him the health make him slightly bigger that's okay <laughs> <laughs> you just want another Reinhardt. I do. I do. I mean, I don't use my shield anyway. So if you at least give me a turret, then I'm much more of a utilitarian uh, tank. Uh, but uh, no, let's talk a little bit about the actual patch that has come live. Uh, and that is the uh, Overwatch Archives event. Uh, for those of you who are curious if there would be any balance changes or anything of the like, no, there were there were. However, with the uh, patch, we did see Archives 2021. Mm -hmm. It's where essentially we get to go into sort of co-op missions, um, play against some challenge modifiers. I enjoy the event. I truly do. I just wish Archives still had more to sort of provide for lore. Like another another Archives mission, you mean? Yeah. Exactly. Three, right? Yeah, and it just and feels. Each, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, they they were all fun and fresh when we got them. We got the one in King's Row, then the one uh, was this in, uh, I think in Rialto, and there was another in Havana, and that's it. And they're all very very fun, but yeah. But like that, that's the thing I feel that that I miss <sighs> with this game is that it is currently the in a. Yeah, it's in a space where nothing feels fresh. Yeah, it's cool getting new skins. And I like that we're seeing some, you know, creativity with the skin design that we maybe didn't see as much of years ago. Zarya's skin really nice. Yeah, I I completely appreciate it's an older game at this point. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But if there was, if there was an event where you could sort of build in a, a, some additional experience. Archives was it. Everyone loves the lore. I, I think there was just an opportunity. You, you again, had yeah. someone who joined the, or, the company from a development side put together a, a, a new map in a playground environment that then got put into game. Has there no one that's gone and played in a work, workshop to go and create sort of something that could be, you know, redone in archives? Like that part seems to be. Um, no, I can't say a miss. It's just because I don't think they were even trying to take a shot. Yeah. Uh, but there are just uh, as there have been in previous events over the course of the three weeks, uh, get your nine wins, earn yourself an exclusive skin. They've got some more in uh, in game. Uh, we see a new competitive update to come out for season four of 6v6 lockout elimination. Uh, they've added NVIDIA reflex for those with the supported uh, GPUs. Uh, and then there was a variety of different bug fixes, but ultimately it's, it, this patch felt more like a, Hey, we're just transitioning into a seasonal event. Nothing too crazy, nothing too new. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think we're going to continue to see more and more and more of those. And it's somewhat depressing. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me about that reflex thing. I got to check it out. Excited, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, I am I am genuinely excited that the Overwatch League is, is returning because it's going to give us, one, something else to talk about, but two, um, maybe a little more, more excitement that uh, has been missing with Overwatch. I found myself diving into all sorts of different titles now. Uh, I've been playing Warzone uh, with some friends. I'm no good at it. I need a huge backpack to climb in, but I just enjoy the social part of that. Uh, I've been playing Beat Saber on the the quest. Valheim. A friend is trying to convince me to actually turn on my PlayStation 5, play a little Destiny or Destiny 2 as it would be. I haven't done that in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, 
there we are. That's that's everything that uh, we have to share with this uh, episode. It is a little bit shorter and lighter than uh, most, but I can assure you next week's show is going to be a big one. It will be. Why? Why? Oh, wait. Yeah, because we're talking to someone from the Vancouver Titans, and we're talking to someone from the Toronto Defiant, and we're going to ask wait, them how wait, the season was, was. Was this a confirmation just now? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that we're connected. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say it's a reward for those who stuck around so so deep into the episode. <laughs> that's true. I, we're still not telling you who. Like, you're going to have to tune in to find out. Or, you know, I'll probably, when we, you know, tweet out the episode and publish it, we'll probably share who before you do listen. But you'll get to learn who then, and you'll have to hear what they have to say. Is it sure for? No, wait. Hmm. You know what would be really cool? Getting like former players, like the alumni. Let's get Fisher on here. <laughs> Gosh. I was going to suggest Bumper. Like, I, I wish Bumper found his way back into the league. I like that kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we had the opportunity to to sit down, he, he genuinely seemed excited to be talking to us. Right. Um, I think we've shared this before. He went out of his way to try to communicate in English. Like when we were asking questions, he was trying to find the English words to respond. And we had to, to, to let him know, no, it's perfectly okay if you want to answer in Korean. It's why we had Bud Michael with us to, to do the translation. Like again, really, really nice kid. Um, yeah. But yeah, imagine, you know, going back and, and getting some of the alumni and even some of the alumni who are in the league, like with the Toronto Defiant talking to IM37, who actually has a Vancouver connection and all, right? Like that would be kind of cool. But no, yep. we're, we're not talking to Bumper or I am 37. Maybe Fisher, maybe not. We'll see. Maybe sure for, maybe not. <laughs> you have to tune into the next week's episode again to learn who. But Ami, uh, as we look to wrap up uh, this show, uh, what final uh, words of wisdom do you have for everyone? The British Hurricane now is not OWL level. As fanboy triggering as that sounds, people love them for their underdog streak and their vibrant brand and personality, but expecting them to get picked up is very unrealistic. They still have to actually win something first. You should have had that attached to our power rankings. Well, I, I can retroactively do that. Yeah, but it kind of misses the mark now. It kind of feels like, well, you know. You know, I tried. Mm, true. Uh, final words of wisdom for me. Hyperbole is bad. Actually, no. Hyperbole is literally the worst. <laughs> Did I do it right? Yeah, you definitely uh, nailed it better than, than I <laughs> did this time cool well if you are uh, reaching this point of the show as always we let you know where you can keep in touch with us readysitpwn.com is where you can find all of our information the best place to keep in touch however is readysitpwn or rsp discord discord.io slash readysitpwn to join in if you've reached this point and you want to continue to listening to our show hit that subscribe button in whatever podcast application you are listening on we are in all of them and if you happen to find one we're not let me know and I will look to remedy that. We are going to be back weekly. That's right. You don't have to wait two weeks anymore. We'll be back next week. Next week is a big show. Next week, we got a couple interviews lined up. And next week is what we're going to do to set up the season for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. So on behalf of Omni at OmniStrafe, myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm going to sign this episode off with Catchphrase. Thank you.